0: Thanks for listening to English Go! Podcast. To listen without advertisements or to read episode transcripts, visit englishgo.co.uk for more information. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If Only in Theatres, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. This podcast is for people who are studying English, but maybe find television or films a little difficult to understand. If you can't understand every word or grammar point in these episodes, then please don't worry. If you practice listening to English every day, you will naturally become able to understand what I'm saying. Let's begin. Okay, so here we are. It's part three of uh, English Weddings and English Wedding Traditions. Um, If you like these uh, sort of multi-part episodes, do let me know. Um, If you like me going into this level of detail about certain topics, be sure to uh, email me or uh, you can message me on Instagram. The uh, contact details are, as you might know by now, in the uh in the description for each episode anyway uh back to weddings so the the first dance that's where we were um anyway this this tradition this tradition of of starting off a party by having the first dance became a wedding tradition as well and that's why we have it today um the bride's father will usually dance with the bride first, and then afterwards the groom will uh, dance with the bride. And during this period, I believe there's no one else dancing. So it's sort of a bit embarrassing, really, because everyone is staring at you at this point as you dance in front of everyone. Um. Okay, I'm going to talk about... Uh tossing the bouquet of thread like throwing flowers. Um you know this I might I think I've got the order mixed up. This might actually be done before the dance. I don't know, I guess it depends on on when on what time uh the wedding takes place and the reception takes place and things like that. Because it's usually light outside when this is done, in fact, I think this would be a bit dangerous. Doing it in the dark. But. um, This is something that apparently came about. In the 15th century. So it's been a tradition. For a long time. And at the end of the wedding day. um, The guests would have to try. And tear off pieces. Of the bride's dress. Flowers. Or even hair. Um that's just not I'm I'm glad we don't do do that anymore because that sounds very painful Um, but people thought that by grabbing a piece of the bride's outfit it would give them some luck so it would pass some of her luck onto them Um, anyway apparently this could get quite out of hand Um, maybe a bit of sort of like fighting and arguing going on um and the tradition changed, uh it evolved, and eventually the bride uh would throw her flowers into the air at the I guess it's like what happens is there's a group of people, um, usually standing behind the bride. And it's it's uh it's always a group of ladies, at least it is at the weddings I've been to. Um and they stand uh, behind the bride and then the bride will throw flowers her flowers her bouquet of flowers into the air and uh, behind her and then the group of people have to try and catch these flowers they then it, it's all held together the flowers so only one person can uh, catch the flowers and it's said that whoever catches these flowers um, will be the next person to marry. So it's sort of like, it's another superstition. It's sort of like a good luck uh, charm. Okay, that almost brings us to the end of our weird British uh, wedding traditions. Um, just, just time for one more. And this is the idea of carrying the bride over the threshold. Um, ah, threshold, yes got to explain that but first um apparently this custom although it's practiced in britain came from germany and a long time ago in german the groom had to uh hold the bride over his shoulder so lift her up and put her over his shoulder and carry her into his hut Apparently this was... This was done for a strange reason. It made the bride look less excited um, about her wedding night. Um, (laughs) Okay, so uh, you probably know that um, on a wedding night, couples usually do something, not going to say what um, on this podcast, but you can use your imagination, Um, so... Sort of like taking her into this hut um, and in that style over uh, the man's shoulder is sort of like um, it looked like she didn't want to go. Um, so she wasn't enthusiastic about it, she wasn't excited about it. And it was supposed to be like a guarantee of her chastity. Um, is there a better way of explaining that there is so uh, chastity is um let's just say you haven't spent too much time with a man before? Does this only apply to women chastity? Uh, I'm not sure, but let's say in the case of a woman, it means you haven't spent too much time with a man. I, I think you you can understand what I'm hinting at here so weird tradition from uh, Germany that's come across to Britain and it's actually still practiced to this day Uh, so I believe if it's it has to be the house so if the couple have a house together um, then the the man will actually pick his wife up I don't think he has to put her over his shoulder anymore but maybe just carry her in his arms and carry her over the entrance. And that's that word that I mentioned before. The threshold. Carrying uh, your, carrying the bride over the threshold. Threshold is the uh, entrance to a house. Or I guess in some cases this could be like um, a hotel room. If you're staying in a hotel. Or I don't know an apartment. If you booked an apartment. Um, yeah. Ah, uh, okay, um, yeah, I completely forgot, there's one more, one more thing to talk about, um, and that's of course the honeymoon, I can't believe I almost missed that. So, uh, the, the idea of the honeymoon is said to, to be, uh, created or linked to the Vikings, um, Vikings, yeah, I've got to explain what Vikings are now, haven't I? Uh, To put it simply, Vikings were a race of people, a group of people um, who lived a long time ago in Northern European and... uh, Northern European? In Northern Europe? And... um, They were sort of like uh, pirates, I guess. So maybe they weren't so peace-loving? But anyway, that's apparently uh where the idea of a honeymoon comes from. So um Viking couples who had just been become married, who'd just been married, uh, were sent to live in a cave for a month. <laughs> um, and apparently, every day, uh, during thirty moons not sure what that means um during 30 moons is that oh okay during that's the one month isn't it so 30 each time a moon appears at night i guess that's what 30 moons means uh, a family member would visit them and bring them some honeyed wine maybe that's mead uh, mead is a type of honeyed wine i believe and anyway this is the na- this is where honeymoon comes from. Apparently, the name honeymoon, to do with staying in a cave for one month. So the month obviously is related to moons, um, the thirty moons, and uh, the honeyed wine is where honey comes from in honeymoon. I don't know how accurate this information is. Um, So perhaps this is just one theory of where the Honeymoon idea comes from. It sounds plausible, it sounds possible, Uh, maybe believable. So yeah, maybe that's where it came from, maybe that's the history of the name Honeymoon. Pretty interesting stuff. Anyway, with that I'm going to bring this rather long uh, three-part episode to a close. Um, I do hope that you've enjoyed it. It was actually pretty interesting for me... uh, ...researching this topic... ...as whilst I knew a lot of the uh, things... ...I'd already heard of lots of the things I was talking about today... ...there were one or two uh, items in there... ...that were new to me and uh, rather interesting. Anyway... ...as always... It would be great if uh, you wrote in, emailed in, sent me a message on Instagram uh, with any suggestions for topics uh, you'd like to hear about. Maybe anything related to English language, uh, English culture. Uh, let's let's say British culture. I keep I keep using English all the time because I am English. And uh, Welsh culture, Scottish culture, it's Irish culture is a bit different. Uh, from English culture. Only a bit. So yeah, if you want to uh, ask any questions about Scotland, Wales, Ireland, mm, I'm not the best person to ask, to be honest. Um, So yes, any English culture related questions, please ask away. The contact details are, as always, in the description for this episode. On that note, I hope you have a lovely day and I look forward to speaking to you next time. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening until the very end of the show. If you've enjoyed this episode, please give my podcast a rating or if you have the time, write a review. It's a really nice way of letting me know you enjoy these episodes and encourages me to make more of them for you. Thanks very much and have a lovely day.